Hey, everybody. Yep, it is KPRPLP Portland Radio Project. It's Friday night, 6 o'clock. This is Sounds of PDX. I am Veronica Bezesti. I am here with you this evening doing things a little bit differently. Usually we're talking to local musicians. We're playing music, just, you know, general shenanigans. Tonight, we're actually going to be talking about musicians and how to give them a leg up on marketing themselves. With such a vibrant, independent local music scene here in PDX, I have no doubt that this is some exceptionally valuable information and everybody be tuning in, listen very closely. And I'm excited to welcome Michelle Kirscherer to the PRP studio. Hello. Hi. So great to be here. I love it. Michelle writes, uh, she writes about music books for the San Francisco Chronicle and Willamette Week, but what she also does is impart knowledge from a music journalist's perspective, and that is a great perspective. Her upcoming online course, Get Covered, a music journalist guide to writing press releases, bios, and other stuff that'll get you noticed, is May 22nd, and we're here tonight to talk about it. Welcome again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, first of all, I have to thank you for imparting some knowledge on me. Your last name, Kirscherer, means giggler in German. So thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. Kitscherer. Yeah. I like it. I won't try to pronounce it in German. Well, for all of us (laughs) Duolingo users who use that little app to learn, I'm one step ahead on German now, so I feel feel much better. Yeah, I feel great. How did you get started just writing? Let's get a little bit of background on you and and why um, music is kind of at the epicenter of that. Yeah, totally. I mean, I've been writing since I was a kid and also grew up with a dad who was always listening to like the, not just the basic rock, but like imparting interesting stories of like, oh, did you know the, actually there's all these different renditions of Fleetwood Mac and da, 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 da. So I kind of liked the stories behind music, um, so I'm not a musician myself. I dabble, but um, but yeah, I always had been a fiction writer. And then um, after grad school, I started um, doing these interviews, and I'd done my first author interviews at the time, and I just loved hearing people's stories. And um, yeah, so I don't know. It just kind of felt like a natural transition once I started writing about music. Like the very first piece I wrote, it was like. We'll give you five dollars to write this article, and wow. I was like, "Oh!" And Big I spent time. hours on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's like, great. But then, like, the band wrote me, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is our first article," and it was it like helped them get gigs, and it, yeah. so it meant so much to them that I realized it was just this immediate thing. Like, I this is important, um, and so yeah, I just kept at it. Hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Hi, Mom. <laughs> There's a great picture of you on your website with these just racks of albums. Oh, behind yeah. you. I'm so <laughs> jealous. I love that. That's great. Thank you. It's always interesting to talk to people who are, and maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, but I'll blame Anna DM, our mutual friend, for saying this. I always love talking to fellow music nerds. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, when music is kind of at the heart and soul of how you approach what you do, it just makes it that much more. Totally. Yeah. What was the impetus to start imparting knowledge why did you start putting these types of online because this get covered is not your first it will certainly not be your last but what was the the motivating factor to start imparting this kind of knowledge and educating folks yeah I mean I I started doing a lot of memoir classes and the kind of storytelling you know behind people's personal stories a lot of which you know a lot of times we write about trauma or different things that just comes out in our art 
Um, and that's a lot of also what creating a really good bio is, where it's it's the storytelling part of it. Who are you as an artist and why? What is this album about? And, you know, but I think that's really hard for people to do and sure. to, to find those little nuggets of information that are going to help people see who you are and um, care about. It's not just a song. It's like, oh, my God, I didn't realize the story behind that. And um, so, yeah, I guess just it felt like a natural transition to go from and I still I teach memoir classes regularly, but to start doing these music classes of like, okay, well, let's apply some of that same stuff to basically give them the tools of like how to write my own bio, mm-hmm. like this mini memoir about my artistry, my album, and have them do that initial part. And then, you know, I'll come in and give feedback and help them to mm-hmm. hone it in and put in all like the nuggets that like journalists need to see and find mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So. Okay, so let's talk about what journalists need to see and find. So what makes a bio a, a collection of words that's going to either turn someone off or turn someone on? Totally. Mm. I mean, I think always keeping in mind, I mean, I always phrase it as some, something weird, but yeah. something interesting, right? Like something that it's not just your any old like indie pop, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, but, but, you know, just including also from a like logistics point of view, some basic, you know, where are you from? Um, like, where are you based? Because so much, you know, so much coverage comes from local um, outlets. And sure. so um, just being really clear of, you know, your genre, your location, what's coming up, what kind of tour, you know, like list, listing really clean information. So if I were to just glance at the email really quickly, I could see right away like, oh, Portland, this show, this album, this label, this thing. Mm-hmm. Taking the facts up front first and then maybe expanding on who they are as an artist after they provide the information that's relevant to you, that call to action. Why do I need to look at this email? Yeah. Because they got a show coming up. Oh, okay. Now tell me about your childhood where you found a banjo in the backyard and that's how you started playing. Yeah, or maybe have having that, that information embedded really cleanly in yeah. a way that I can almost just glance at it and I can see immediately this list of tour, this, this um, like the basic info, but then bringing me in in that storytelling way of, you know, like after Michelle Kitcher lost her car, she realized da, 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 that became the impetus for this album, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, Did she ever find her car? That's or is that you, the next album? Yeah, that, that's the next <laughs> album. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about Get Covered. So what, I'm a musician. I am a new musician. I am starting to reach out to venues and get them excited about my music because I'd like to become uh, in their little world of maybe you'll book me as an opener for a touring act that's coming. What do folks need to do and what are they going to get from Get Covered to be able to know how to do that? Looking for connections that you might have to either a certain journalist, press person, manager, whatever. Um, So maybe you already like this other artist that they're connected to or maybe Maybe you met the journalist or the the you know manager somewhere. There's some sort of personal connection. Um, I think a lot of times people leave that part out. That like, hey, we actually have met at a couple shows, yeah. or oh, I love this piece on such and such. Or some of those things help me as someone who gets all these dozens of releases all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, to connect and be like, oh yeah, I remember, I remember her. She was tight and like she was super nice. And if right. anything, I think that's something that people kind of forget is that just to be polite. Sure. <laughs> like, and That's like, a great point. That's I, I mean, a great point. Yeah. It really does go such a long way and it has definitely gone the other direction, but you know, yeah. that's just one more way to stand out amongst other artists that are reaching out all the time. Yeah. Um, 
And also it's like if I've met you five times and you just send me this thing that doesn't acknowledge that, I'm kind of like, hey. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but, yeah. And it is who you know. So if, totally. if that six degree, if you can narrow that six degrees of separation down to just two, then that's, that is the easiest way to get on somebody's radar. Totally. Case in point, our mutual friend, Anna, that's how we now met. And that's why you're sitting in the studio and we're talking about get covered Yeah, because you should never be shy to provide an opportunity for somebody else because they can turn around and provide that a next opportunity for you. Totally. Yeah. I think there can be a lot of this competitive vibe sometimes that sure. feels so unnecessary and exhausting, frankly. Sure. <laughs> so, um, you know, if we're, all, we're all just here, especially with these, you know, I mean, I love that you're here and, you know, we're just all here, you know, supporting other artists and yep. doing the thing that we do best. And like each, you know, part of what we'll talk about in the class too is what are the things about your artistry that's unique to you that is very specific, um, like, that, you know, is going to make me, it just helps you stand out and it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that you need to worry about if so-and-so gets coverage and you didn't, like, don't worry about, right. don't worry about other people. Right. Focus on yourself. There you go. <laughs> so at what level musician, and that's a terrible way to put it, but I'll clarify, is going to get benefit from Get Covered? Is this somebody that's just starting it out? Is this somebody that's already got maybe an EP or an album under their belt and has done a little bit of touring? Or does it really matter at what tier or level they are in their career? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, it doesn't matter a whole lot. I think okay. it's it's kind of for both. Um, folks that have don't have any sort of press kit before or are kind of afraid of whatever that word even means. Sure. Um, definitely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? giving you tools and just a, a full-on template, a checklist, um, uh, like a questionnaire to go through that they can kind of almost like fit together their own bio. It's like a Mad Libs for yourself. Oh, that, like, that's um, a great way but to put it, yeah. We'll go over a few um, releases that I've gotten from very, le you know, legit artists. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and just show, okay, why did this work? And yeah. um, aside from the fact that maybe I already know who this artist is, like what is so kick um, kick but nicely done, Michelle. <laughs> nicely done. There's I was there's no beep button on live. There's there. no beep button at PRP. Nope, no dump button. <laughs> Not that I ever say that. My mom's listening. Well, mm. I think that it makes a lot of sense for anybody that's just starting out to get this kind of information in their wheelhouse, uh, because no one is an overnight success. And you, you, but you just never hear about the 10 years it took them to mm -hmm. finally get to that moment where they broke. Mm -hmm. And so if you can be your biggest advocate and have your, you know, have your cheerleader in your, in your corner, then it makes a lot of sense to be able to articulate that and communicate that out in a way that is going to be remembered and appreciated. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think something, especially for a lot of artists that don't have as much of that organized science-y brain, yeah. it can be really hard and really, I mean, really overwhelming to keep track of things and to come in without that experience and thinking, okay, well, I kind of want to get, I guess, do I need a manager? Do, should I pitch this person? Do I, yeah. you know, what, what do I even send people? Or, I mean, really for managers, there's a lot of newer managers that are maybe friends of bands or, um, or helping out multiple bands or whatever that are, you know, it's just overwhelming because they're like, oh, I ended up kind of just doing this. Um, so, yeah, just getting guidance on 
making it as easy as possible for you to put it all together and then also making it as easy as possible on, you know, journalists who then, you know, it's kind of this multiple step process. It's not like I get to decide everything. It's like, okay, well then I pitch it to uh, my editors and then they look at the calendar and then we think, oh, okay, this, you know, how does that fit in? And, mm-hmm. um, and we'll, we'll talk a lot about, you know, like timelines and stuff too. Cause I think okay. that's something that really, uh, screws people up from not getting coverage because it's you know I'll, I'll get something like a couple weeks ahead of time, or even sometimes three or four weeks ahead of time. It's like the calendar's booked up, or yeah. Yeah. by the time I get it, it um, you know, it's, it's not going to have its moment in the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and so that's kind of so, yeah. There's so many things like that. I mean, I, I'm just rambling and excited now, but um, <laughs> and I'm excited to just answer questions. People have such nuanced questions sure. that kind of bounce off each other. So part of it too, I'll have like an email list for anyone who wants to be on it. That's just like a community thing that people can stay connected to each other and be like, hey, I was in that class. What, you know, what did you do with your assignment? Like, how did you assignment, you know, your, your bio, your whatever, you know, but, but, you know, just take, taking yourself seriously as an artist and be like, okay, well, what it is, because it is hard work Mm -hmm. unless, um, you know, people get lucky or people get rando money thrown at them or whatever and that's cool too but that's not a lot of people's experience and so um yeah it's it's wonderful to think that that 30 second snippet is going to take off on tiktok but that isn't the case for everybody so i have a question for you how does radio fit in to what you instruct and inform folks that take your classes and musicians that you speak to Um, how does radio fit into their outreach Hmm, that's a great question. I mean, we were just talking about, you know, like local stations such as this one, mm-hmm. being able to actually pitch yourself as an artist to get on air and actually like this session, you know, local artists can come in and right. be interviewed by right. yourself or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a lot of the same stuff just with a little bit of tweaks and a little, um, you know, specifics. But if especially if you're I mean, really kind of paying attention, like I was talking to um, a producer here. I love um, Cameron Spees. What's up, Cam? Um, but we were talking about like <laughs> like actually going to stuff and just being in the scene mm-hmm. and also just making so many connections. Like, And so um, if you're listening, listening to your local stations and also kind of paying attention to the stuff they cover yes. and realizing like, oh, they totally have this showcase coming up or this blah blah thing and just reaching out and... right. And also just asking questions. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, at Portland Radio Project, we we get music submissions all the time. And um, yes, a lot of them are from local artists, which is fantastic because obviously we have a big focus on local music. We play a local artist every 15 minutes. Uh, but we get artists that submit music from around the world. But the, we always put a priority to the local artists because that's our community. And something that was an interesting result of the pandemic is a lot of folks sat in their bedrooms, learned a lot of instruments and figured out how to DI their xylophone into Pro Tools or whatever (laughs) they managed to figure out, right? But I will tell you that with everything that comes our way, the priority is is never related to genre. I mean, we're, we're you know, genre infinite doesn't matter. It's it it's related to quality, mm-hmm. and it's related to how you're selling yourself too. You know, there is an opportunity for you to do a lot more than just send us an MP3. There's an opportunity for you to say, "I wrote this song because of this," and and to give that elevator pitch as to who you are, mm-hmm. and that ties right back to being able to talk about yourself 
in a way that makes sense to whatever the audience is that is receiving that message from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think there can be a tendency for people to like almost um, have that kind of too cool for school vibe sometimes of like, totes. you know, totes. I mean, totes. it's just, it's whatevs, you yeah, know, who cares? Whatevs. Um, but it's like, you know, I'm, if you're a music and some people are just want to go and play play shows locally you know whatever like they have a certain goal level and that's also perfect and great but if you're really trying to kind of elevate yourself and people are asking like if say you know if you get a pitch and it doesn't say a whole lot about the artist you know ask them that if you don't really know who you are I think it it just a little um a little soul searching that we can do yes you know like a lot of these memoir classes I teach people are like oh a few sessions in, they're like, God, I didn't realize that. It's, it feels yeah. like therapy. Yeah. So it's like it's kind of the same thing, yeah. you know, and it's a safe space to ask questions that might feel stupid, but also um, – You're not the only not one thinking stupid. that question. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you know, these type and, – and this is an online course. So yeah. you – not only do you not need to shower, you're going to be in the comfort of your own space, which is going to make it a lot easier for people to be much more, uh, you know, pulling from the bottom of their souls to be asking those kind of questions. Totally. You can chat the question if you don't want to say it out loud. Love it. There's also going to be a recorded version oh, for people good. who can't make it. Okay. Um, and so they can, they'll, but they'll still get like the templates and yeah. Good. So, All right. Yeah. Get covered May 22nd, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Where can folks get themselves registered? Yeah, michelleketcher.com. I will put that on our website, prp.fm, so that folks can very easily find their way over to Michelle's website and get some more information about Get Covered. Again, this is a music journalist guide to writing press releases, bios, and other stuff that will get you coverage and noticed and maybe on the radio. Yeah, you can be sitting in this awesome chair that I'm in right now. See? (laughs) There you go. Full circle, right? Michelle, thank you so much. Thank you. For coming to PRP. Yeah, it's lovely to be here. Well, you know, we try. I really um, like the fact that we took a little bit of a detour with our Friday Night Sounds of PDX because I think this is a, a great way to talk about everything that revolves around the sounds that our beautiful town provides us. Hmm. So thank you for being here. My pleasure. And thank you all for listening to Portland Radio Project.